0: To think big, too big, too big. But tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah, live a life bigger than yourself. You're creative.
1: listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Bishop Derek Greer, the radio ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. We're so glad you joined us, and we pray that you are strengthened and transformed by God's Word today. Are you ready? Let's get into the Word as we continue the teaching from our previous broadcast.
0: That uh, You know, in the early part of uh, Genesis, the Bible said the dew would come down and it would water the earth. And uh, it it seems that it, it had never rained yet. So by the time Noah comes, see, what we might not realize, uh, according to these folks that have, have studied it, uh, Noah was about to prepare for something that had never been. They had never seen rain. It had only been dew. I mean, that's a lot of dew, but it had been dew. And, 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 and no one could imagine what was about to happen where the skies break open and actually the Bible talks about rivers coming out or the, the, the ocean breaking forth. Actually, we find that, that, that's all, that, that I'm getting way off of, of my focus today. But um, what, what I want you to see here is that Noah did not yet have experience with what God promised. And many times because we don't have experience with it yet. It's, it, we, we can't really believe it. But, but faith is not merely a shallow agreement to a, a set of distant propositions somewhere. But, but it's God-infused assurance that only arises when the word of God comes alive in our hearts. And Noah, see, it's one thing to hear with your ears. It's another thing to hear with your heart. And, and I, I I I read the Bible and, and I've even memorized parts of the Bible, um, but it's in my head, but it hasn't yet come alive in my heart. And, and I, I actually I've learned a strategy when it, when, it, when it comes to God's word, just stay in the word until the word gets in me. But 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 here's the deal: I don't get it the first time. I sometimes don't get it sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth time. Faith comes by hearing, I-N-G, meaning you're doing it constantly, and hearing by the word of God, and you have to stay at it. Most people who have tried to have a child, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, it works a little differently, you got to go at it a couple times for conception to take place. It doesn't mean you weren't doing it before. Oh boy, where am I going with this? But it doesn't mean you weren't engaged before. It doesn't mean that something real didn't happen prior, but there wasn't conception. And I've learned that I got to stay in the word until I conceive in my heart, in my spirit. You hear what I'm saying? And it doesn't always happen on the first try. Some of us regret the first try, though, and it did, but... uh, Anyway, let's just keep going. Y'all not praying for me enough because I just start. All right, let's go to Genesis 6 and 8 and look at this more closely. But Noah found grace. What is grace? Grace is God's unmerited or undeserved favor. You know, ask people. What they must do to get to heaven, and most are going to reply, be good. Just be good, and you know, you'll, you'll make it in. But Jesus reverses this answer. All of his narratives, all of his parables, all of his stories reverse this thing. All we must do, according to Jesus, look to him for help. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now, I, I do care about what you think of me, but I care most about what God thinks about me. So, I, please don't be offended. Here's your, your, your opinion. It matters. But here's God's opinion, okay? So when I have to choose between the two, you know, I care. But right, not like that, though. But not like the way I care, you know. But Noah found grace, watch this, in the eyes of the Lord. God saw something in Noah. How much different would our lives be if we had faith enough to see ourselves the way God sees us? Here we have in the Bible, the book of Judges, uh, Gideon, he's hiding in a hole, uh, afraid of of, of those, the the enemies of God's people. He's in the wine press and he's hiding. But what does God say? He calls him a mighty man of valor. So here you have this hiding man, but God saw a, a mighty man. Peter... We all know that he would waver. That's why we like Peter, because he reminds us of ourselves. Peter uh, said, you know, I'll never, you know, renounce you or deny you. And what did he do? He went and did it three times within the next, within the same 24-hour period. And how many of y'all recognize? Yeah, can, can identify there. Peter would waver, but God called him a rock. That's what his name Peter means, rock. Paul was a killer. Paul was persecuting. Paul was was horribly harming God's people, but God saw an apostle. So what does God see in you? And how does God see you? But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. What matters is how God sees you, not how your neighbor see you, mom and dad see you, but how God sees you. If you ever get in agreement with how God sees you, life will change. Yeah, you, you messed up and you've been an enemy of God, but God sees you as a son. He now sees you as a child. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah, you've messed up, but God says you are now the righteousness of God in Christ. I can go on and on. Thank God, you know, how people got to say and, you know, everybody got their opinion. But what does God say? About you. He said, This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just, literally, uh, in Hebrew, it means a, a righteous man. But I want you to notice the pa- pattern. The Bible first records that Noah found grace before, he called, before it called him righteous. So it was not his righteousness that caused grace. Pay attention. Don't get the cart before the horse. But God's grace that caused him to become righteous. John Calvin says this, he said, you will never be clothed properly in the righteousness of Christ until you realize you have no righteousness of your own. My Bible says in in, in Ephesians chapter two and verse eight, it is by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourself, lest any man boast. And Noah walked with God. And if a man could walk with God before the cross. You see, back at this time in history, how many of you have credit cards? Okay, 10 of you only have credit cards. Okay, we got, we got some messages on credit here, okay, and, and how, to, how to use it, right, okay. But the way a credit card works, you go into the once you get credit, you go into the store, and uh, you swipe it, you use it, and um, you don't pay the next day. You wait for the bill to come, and then typically you have 30 days after the bill comes to pay the credit. You see, God is not unjust. It's not that he winked at these people's sin and their error. It's just God is different than us. The reason we get mad at God is because we think he's like us, and he's very different. He's in a totally different category than us. You see, we think of past, present, future. God sees everything all at the same time. I mean, everything. He sees the end from the beginning. That's what the Bible says in the book of Isaiah. He knows the end from the beginning. So God doesn't have to remember. He just sees it all. All at the same time. So when God looks at history of humanity, he sees everything. So before Jesus came to the planet, he saw Jesus at the cross. Noah, thousands of years prior, basically he said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to use a credit card. Every time you kill a lamb, a bull or goat, you're going to be pointing to the Messiah. You're going to be pointing forward to a day you haven't seen but long to see. And I'm going to give you all the benefits as if it was already done. So God gave grace through faith to Noah before the cross. And he was able to walk with him because Jesus will come and make the payment. Jesus was that 30 days later. But the thing is, 30 days later, I couldn't make the payment. Only Jesus could make the payment. You hear what I'm saying? So salvation was purchased from day one when God robed, you know, he killed the animal and, and put the, 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 the fur on, on Adam. It was all pointing to Jesus that somebody would die. Someone would pay the price and it wouldn't have to be you if you put your trust and your faith in me. You still with me? All right. So and Noah walked with God and those who walk with God always reach their destination. But the Bible doesn't say that God used Noah because he was particularly smart, particularly talented. We don't know that he was particularly rich. We don't know any of those things. All God seemed to have wanted was someone who valued his company, someone who would walk with him. And let me tell you something. I value God's presence more than, than anything else. The scariest thing that I could have happened to me in my life it's not the whole world turn on me. Not, not me get locked in a prison. It's for God to remove his presence. To, to move his grace and, and his favor from my, my, my life. And Noah walked with God. God plus anything is always enough. Always. Even in Noah's time. And Noah begot three sons, Sham, Ham, and Japheth. Uh, In other words, he was just another boring family man, three boys at at home, until God gave him a word. And this word changed his life. Now listen to the word, verse 13. And God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me. This metaphor, by the way, is saying that, you know, this coming before him is taken from Near Eastern kings. And what they would do before an edict was enacted, um, they would... Uh, present the, the edict to the king or the queen for final e- examination or, or approval here so this was an old testament way of saying the manure was about to hit the fan i mean it was about to happen and, and god was saying listen it, it, i'm about to sign this thing it's about to be signed sealed and delivered it's about to happen and uh, this is what he was saying for the earth was filled it was unrelenting violence here Through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the, the, the earth. The earth was an incredibly scary place back then, and and it's a scary place today. It looks like, you know, we're kind of, uh, embarking upon a similar period of time, but you know, during that time, he said, uh, he, he would come with water, uh, but next time, he said he's coming with fire, so it's gonna be a whole different reality. But, but here, the, 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 uh, Hebrew also communicates there was no sense of shame, um, uh, sin was culturally accepted and embraced and, and, uh, just, just the culture was, 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 was horrible. And, uh, you know, you could keep, you know, uh, as much as you want, keep trying to find out how close you can get to the line and still make it in. Uh, but you crazy, you crazy. I, 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 I'm not willing to risk all that matters to find out. You hear what I'm saying? You could do crazy by yourself. So God got fed up. Verse 14. Um, he said, uh, Noah, make yourself an ark, skip to 18, and you shall go into the ark. It starts with you. Just like, you know, when you're flying an airplane first, you're supposed to put the mask on before you help anyone else in the cabin. So before you start telling your kids to love the Lord, you need to love the Lord. You hear what I'm saying? Before you tell your wife what she needs to do or your husband, you need, you need to you need to do it. You and your, your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. Now, now, listen. Everyone in Noah's families would be saved as long as they got into the ark. Pay attention. Your faith, in order for it to work, you got to get off the sidelines and into the game. So it wasn't enough just to hear it. They had to actually do it for themselves. Skip to Genesis 7.13. On the very same day, Noah and Noah's wives, I'm sorry, sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and Noah's wife, and the three wives of his son went with him, and they entered what? The ark. This is important. They didn't just look at the ark. They didn't just tell stories about the ark. They personally and individually entered the ark. Faith is more than just words. So important. Real faith always results in corresponding actions. Skip to to sixteen, So those that entered, male and female, of all flesh, went in as God had commanded him. And watch this. And then the Lord shut him in. Salvation depends on both human and divine cooperation. Faith caused them to build the ark. Faith calls them to enter the ark. But only God could shut them in. The Bible teaches both the eternal security of the believer, but also the eternal insecurity of the make-believer. And we have to choose. Jesus died for the entire world. But it's like leading a horse to water. You can't make him drink. Unless you receive that which God provided, you will never benefit. And the Lord shut him in. So rain, death, and flood were all on the outside. But God locked them into peace and safety on the inside. And this is what God wants to do for us today. The, the earth was, was full of water. But what did God do? He lifted Noah and his family up above it. He didn't take them out of it. They were still in the world. But you hear what I'm saying? But they weren't of it. And what God wants to do, and many times we're so mad at God. God, if you love me, why did this happen? How could this happen? Well, in the Bible, God constantly keeps people in situations and just lifts them above it. It's one of his, 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 his plays. It's one of the things he does. And, and, and we got we to gotta mature a little bit. And stop getting so upset because we're in a situation. Just have faith like Noah and say, God, even in this situation, you can help me rise above this situation. You hear what I'm saying? And and I I can survive and and, and make it through it. But but you got to stop looking at the boat. You got to stop inspecting the boat, asking just questions about the boat. You got to personally get on board to be saved. Great, great that you hear it. Great that sometimes you sing it. But you got to actually do it. Get on board to experience the benefits. Hebrews 11 and 7. And I'm going to close as quickly as I got started. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, move with godly, move with godly, move with godly fear. There's godly fear. And he prepared a what? Ark. What does that ark typify? The Bible doesn't say it, but we certainly know it was made of gopher wood. We know the ark is made of wood. But I can also imagine some nails. And just like Jesus would would be hung on a wooden cross and then nailed into that cross, every time he banged on the side of that ark, it was pointing to what would happen uh, to Jesus at Calvary because ultimately he's the ark of safety. Ultimately, it's in Christ that we are saved. Ultimately, this whole thing pictures what we got to do with him. Are you with me? He prepared an ark for the saving of his household. Now, the Bible says that God only spoke to Noah. Didn't say he spoke to Mrs. Noah or the kids. So the only reason people got onto the boat was because they had some faith in Noah. And the only reason we could get on board Likewise, it's because we have faith in Jesus. This is why this book is so important because I want to hear what Jesus said about the matter and because I trust him, you hear what I'm saying, I get on board. Let me just add, but this is why you got to kind of keep your testimony because, you know, know, ultimately people don't believe in me or you, they believe in God. But initially, they don't really know him yet, they just know us. So yeah, If we have no credibility, how are they going to believe our story and our message? And and, and and what we don't want to do is live a life that disqualifies us from sharing with others the goodness of Jesus Christ. It's not just I'm trying to be a goody-goody. It's really, it's also about God, make my life effective. God, God help me be a faithful man and a reliable and trustworthy man so that when I speak... People can pay attention. You understand what what, what I'm saying here? By faith, Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen. You know, we have not yet seen Jesus uh, come through the eastern sky. We have not yet. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be a flash of light. I do know a trumpet's going to sound. I don't know how all that's going to, going to happen. But light's going to hit the planet. And, and in the twinkling of an eye, we're going to be changed. And this mortality is going to put on immortality. You hear what I'm saying? And it's going to happen just like that. And and you see, we're, we're just like Noah again. This is the same thing over and over again. Just like it was something that had never happened before. Jesus has never come in the clouds, first time in a woman's womb, but this time through the air. And he's saying, I want you to believe something that that ain't never been done before. I want you to believe something that's never been seen before. Just like I created this earth supernaturally and by my power, I'm going to return supernaturally and in power. You hear what I'm saying? But, But you got to believe before it happens to be in faith. So my message to you today is if you need safety, get in. If you need peace in a flood, get in. If you need to stay afloat when everyone else is sinking, get in. Ain't nothing but air between you and God and and opportunity. That's all. Make your move. There's healing on board. There's deliverance on board. There's freedom on board. But you got to get on. Board. almost there by which Noah condemned the world people began to say listen you know I did it yesterday lightning didn't didn't strike you know and the sun's still rising and setting you know God ain't just God don't care God, God God's indifferent but it says here it was by building the ark that he condemned the world Noah's courage upstaged all their wishful thinking about God's justice. You see, people, at least some people, will sometimes try to focus on what's wrong with you because they feel condemned by what's right in you. And and as he built this boat saying, God is just, God's not going to put up with this always. God's going to resolve this thing with every hammer, was convicting the consciences of those who heard. A singer says, she said, don't trouble your pretty little mind. People throw rocks at things that shine. And he was a shining example. That like God loves you. And he'll put up with stuff, but don't think just because he puts up with it, he accepts it. Every day was space to repent. Every time the wind blew it was another opportunity. For people to turn to God. But they began to see that as license. Well, I'm getting away with it, so it must be okay. No, it's not okay. God is just being patient with your narrow self, trying to give you an opportunity to get it right so he don't have to deal with you in a way he doesn't want to. And speaking of Noah, and Noah became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. How many of you know that's a little hard to read? Let's read in the NLT. It's a little clearer. And he received the righteousness that comes by what? Faith. Everything that Noah achieved in his life came through faith. Faith in God's word will take you places even your hustle can't take you. And he received the righteousness, the same thing Abraham will receive, that comes by faith. When you finally put God in his first place, he'll take you places you never dreamed of. He'll cause you to rise above things you never imagined you would ever rise above. Martin Luther King, he described faith this way. He said, faith is taking the first step even when you can't see the whole staircase. Whether it's healing in your body, restoration in your mind, the salvation of your soul. Responding to just one word from God can change everything. So my prayer today is is that in this human's voice, somehow you heard God's voice and that you'd respond. And what he's saying to you is come. Anyone who comes to me, Jesus, literally said this, I'll in no wise cast out. And no one comes to him lest he draw. So if you even have an inkling that you want to come, it's because the Holy Spirit has personally drawn you and he sees you as his own.
1: You've been listening to Live Big with Bishop Derek Greer. Join us next time as we continue this teaching. We pray that God's word has equipped you to think big, do big, and live big in a way that your life overflows and blesses those around you. If you want to learn more about becoming a Christian or you feel that you need to rededicate your life to Christ, we want to walk you through the steps to do so. Go to gracechurchva.org slash salvation to find out more and watch videos from Bishop Greer that will guide you into your life in Christ. Again, that's gracechurchva.org salvation. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church TV. While you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember... You have what it takes in Christ to live big.